Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. The Blast from Our Past Network. Welcome back to Action Action Podcast, the action movie podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our list, and Dustin agrees with every single position. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hey, you know what? We're on the BFOP network. Uh, We just had the boys from uh, Podcasting After Dark, uh, Zach and Corey. You should definitely go check out their podcast. I just became a Patreon follower. or uh, We did. We did. We did. So we got all that (laughs) bonus content. Bonus, bonus. (laughs) Yeah, I got to go check out some of those Carpenter episodes. Hell yeah. Uh, But we also got Talking Back. We got Blast from Our Past. Uh, what's the horror one? You got yeah, Return, Revenge, Resurrection. Yes, definitely. Did they finish the Seinfeld one they were doing? The Cartwright? I think that was a Patreon only. Was it? I think no. I think the Cartwright you could do the Seinfeld episodes, and then Patreon was for the the what's the other Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh right, 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 right. I don't know if they're done. Anyway, I guess I need to catch that up. That content is out. There. That content, get it, download it in your ear holes, do it. <laughs> Uh, but hey, you know what? It's just uh, my fellow co-host Dustin, hello, and myself, James, the house cat. Meow. <laughs> John, he's disappeared again. He's dead again. Jeez. You know he he uh, took a plane. He got his pilot's license, took a plane, <laughs> and flew himself into the Bermuda Triangle because he was like, you know what? I think it's fake. <laughs> And we haven't heard we haven't, from him. Haven't heard from him again. Yeah. He's, so, and we might we might go looking for him. We'll, we'll see. Fuck. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. I don't think his kids even realize he's gone. <laughs> but whatever. Anyways, this week we watched Yes, Madam. It's a 1985 Hong Kong film. And but before we get into that, Dustin. What have you been watching? Sink or swim? Sink seek or, or destroy? Swim. Seek or destroy? Oh yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see. I watched a uh, I watched a little shark movie. I was in the mood for a shark movie. Okay. Watched this one from 2010 called The Reef. I think I heard someone talking about it on another podcast. Don't think I had heard of it before. Uh, it is on Tubi, so that was handy. Uh, it was all right. It wasn't wasn't great, but it didn't suck either. It, it's it was based on a true story. These people take a boat out somewhere. Uh, they hit a reef. The boat it gets all fucked up. So then they have to decide to swim for land, which they can't see, but they know is in a certain direction. Right. Um, and of course, there's a shark out there. 
Of course there is. Or more than one shark. Um, and so, you know, it's about will they make it survive. I like the idea of people just, like, kind of floating in the water and they're not attached to anything. It's like... Yeah, did you ever see that uh, open water? Uh, I never watched open water. I watched The Shallows a couple years back and okay. the 47 Meters Down and all those ones. But Yeah, i never seen open water, but it was one of those... Yeah. It's just... I've I wanted to see it and I just never have gotten around to it. Yeah. So I probably will check that out at some point. Me too. <laughs> this was okay. Um, it's not bad. Not bad at all. It wasn't, didn't quite hit the highs I was hoping for, for, for shark fun, but uh, I can't say that it was, that it was actually bad or anything. So, you know, if you're really hard up for shark films, check it out. But uh, let's see. Then I watched the slasher movie, 1981's The Prowler, which I have seen before. Uh, this is a oh, one-off yeah. slasher, that's, not a not a series. That's like a that's a nice cover. That's like a pitchfork. Yeah, he's got a pitchfork. Uh, it's about um, well, the story starts off in the forties, the World War Two. It's like a letter from a girlfriend to her soldier boyfriend about how she can't wait for him. Right. So she's gonna find a new boyfriend, whatever. Da da da. And then she and another guy get killed uh, at the graduation dance. And then 40 years goes by. This town has, has had no graduation dances since then because of this event. They decide now we can finally have one again. And then, of course, somebody shows up and he starts killing people. Uh, the kills are really good in this. Because? Well, it's, it's connected to the, what had happened before. Oh, he's, I he's see. Like this army dude fatigues with like a mask that he wears. Right. Uh, so he's upset. That yeah. his girlfriend left him and died. <laughs> yeah, that he, well, he killed her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he killed her. Oh, I see. Um, so yeah. Anyway, this this one's got it's got uh, Tom Savini does the effects, so the kills are really good in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fun it's a fun slasher, and actually has some good suspense in it and stuff as well. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's got it's got what you want from an 80s slasher. It's got the it's got the boobs. It's got the it's got the kills. What else do you need? Yeah. Well, what else do you need, really? <laughs> really. Uh, I watched this movie called Hard Times, uh, directed by our buddy Walter Hill, who did like The Driver and 48 Hours and stuff mm -hmm. like that, Extreme Prejudice that we've done on the show. This is a set in 1975. Uh, Charles Bronson, he's like a street fighter. He comes to New Orleans. He meets James Coburn, who is like the guy who arranges fights and ends yeah. up being kind of like his manager guy. He plays a character named Speed. And they start doing uh, underground street fights for money. Uh, James Coburn's got a gambling problem. Uh, Bronson just wants to make a certain amount and then, you know, and then peace out. He's not, he's not interested in yeah. doing this as a living. He's just got to make his nut and then he's out of here, that right. kind of thing. Right. It's a really good movie. It's uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it a classic or anything, but it's really fun, really well done. Uh, amps up towards the end really nicely. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh I watched a horror movie called Don't Look Now, which I've also seen before. It's a 70s one with Donald Sutherland, Julie Christie. This is the one that a lot of people know because supposedly Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie really had sex during the sex scene in the movie. I don't oh. know if it's that's true or not. Okay. Uh, I don't think it is. I think it's just one of those. You can really tell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but everyone, that was a story that went around. Uh, this is a really cool movie. It's a slow burn horror movie, psychological kind of stuff. Um it's really creepy. It takes place in Venice, and it's got one of the all-time great <laughs> twist sort of reveal endings that is really fucked up. 
So I enjoyed rewatching that. Last thing I'll mention, and it feeds into what we're going to talk about today, but... Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'll save it, and I'll talk about it once we get into talking okay. about today's movie. Sounds good. Okay. Well, uh, I watched one movie, hmm. and you guessed it. It was a kid's movie. <laughs> I watched 2005's Nanny McPhee. Oh, yeah. You ever see these? I, I remember it, but I never saw it, no. Never seen them before. Um, Is it Emma Emma Thompson or whatever? That's the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, never seen it before. We were just looking for something to watch. My kids, they were like, okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Let's watch it. They ended up really liking it. Yeah. Uh, so much so that um, my oldest daughter, who doesn't rewatch movies, has rewatched it. Wow. So that's saying that something. Is, that's a, an endorsement yeah. right there. Uh, so guess what I'm watching this Friday? Nanny McPhee 2. Oh, I didn't even know there was more than one. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> but, but there is. So okay. uh, it's a fun movie. You know what? It's it's kind of like a uh, a non-uptight version of Mary Poppins. Okay. Mary Poppins is very, uh, mm, <laughs> you know... Uptight? <laughs> Uptight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like very... Uh, She's got all these rules. And stuff. <laughs> all these fucking rules in that bag. I'm not going for that. Oh my God, and a spoonful of sugar bullshit. She's British. Ugh. Um, well, <laughs> she's so British. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just a little more, I guess, grounded. Yeah. Like it is kind of that... They're not flying around on fucking... No, but it is a little bit of a like... You know, a mystery. She just shows up, kind of thing. And her her whole thing is, is when she shows up, she's supposed she looks hideous, right? right, right. She's got all these like malls with hair growing out of them, and her nose is big, and she's got like the one tooth, one buck tooth <laughs> that sticks out. And she has like five rules, and it's like once these five rules or five lessons, and once these five lessons are learned. Like one thing will disappear, like a mole oh, okay. will disappear, okay. and all this stuff. And I think the saying goes, "It's like when you need me but don't want me, I'll be here. But when you don't need me and you want me, then I'm I'll leave." So it's mm -hmm. kind of like at the end, they you know, the kids all hate her, like boo, right. McPhee, <laughs> right? They <Bitch>. try, <laughs> they try and get rid of her, all this shit. And then at the end, they're like, no, don't go. Don't go, Nanny. Uh, now uh, that you're pretty, <laughs> we can look at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, anyways, kids movie, great. Watch it. Enjoy it. Um, I'm going to watch the second one, so I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, I've been busy, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm a part of a strata, so, and I'm on strata council, so I'm trying to get this goddamn motherfucking outdoor <laughs> pool going. Okay, it's been shut down for like four years. So, anyways, it's been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. Still uh, going, eh? Still going. It's going to open this weekend. So, oh, yeah? yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm really stoked about it. Everyone keeps calling, when's the pool going to be open? So, it, it'll be good. Finally. All right. Finally. That's great. Kids, kids will enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So that that's been keeping me occupied. And I had my mother in law over for the last week, which um 
you know. <laughs> that you ate up to your, all your movie watching time. <laughs> exactly. Well, we live in a small place, so, you know, there's not a lot of room. Anyways, enough of that. Why don't we get bullshit. to the movie we watched this week? We watched 1985's Yes, Madam. There is no trailer. Here's Tim, the tail, the tooler, the yeah. tool man. I yeah. can't talk. Tool man, tailor. Uh. Enjoy. So 1985's Yes, Madam, two unlucky thieves break into a just-murdered man's hotel room and steal his passport with a hidden microfilm wanted by a triad boss. Two hard-kicking women cops from Hong Kong and UK get the case. Oh, wait. Sorry. There's more. Oh, that's all there is on the... Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's all there is. That's all the there box. is. Yeah. Uh, I lied. Fucking liar, James. I, anyways, that that so that's what it is. That's so that's uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, that's about all you need to know. Uh, I do feel like it kind of like undercuts the two hard kicking women cops a little bit, but yeah. Oh, yeah, in the synopsis, yeah. But um, you know what? Hey. I like this movie right from the get-go, and at the end, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> now, you had watched this movie before, right? I did. I watched this, like, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago? Yeah. I watched it. I was kind of on, like, a, I think, uh, yeah, I was on a little bit of a Hong Kong, like, I watched uh, Wheels on Meals, and right, yeah. like, stuff like that, and uh, I watched this, uh, oh, yeah, I was on a Cynthia Rothrock. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to watch whatever I could, and came across this. Really enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh are your, your two lead cop ladies in this one. I had not seen this one actually before. I've been meaning to watch it for a while. Uh, it's crazy that you had not seen this movie. <laughs> well, you know, I can't watch them all, James. I try, but I can't watch them all. This movie is so badass. Though. It is awesome. Uh, and so when I when you said you were going to pick this, I was like, okay, well, I also want to watch um, Royal Warriors, which w- there's a weird thing here, and it's kind of convoluted and confusing. But yes, Madam came out. It was success- quite successful. Uh, the very next year, Michelle Yeoh made a movie called Royal Warriors, and what happened was somebody decided to start releasing them as if they were a series. Oh. So they were re-released as In the Line of Duty and In the Line of Duty 2, and there's there's like five In the Line of Duties now. But um, those first two movies aren't actually connected to each other. She's not playing the same character, but they just decided, let's repackage it as if it's a series. Right. So Royal Warriors, even though it came out a year after Yes, Madam, is in the line of duty one and yes madam is in the line of duty two even though it came out <laughs> the year before so i decided to watch royal warriors before i watched uh yes madam uh and that one is also fucking awesome really yeah okay. in, in fact i might even like it a little bit more than i liked yeah, really yes madam yeah because i um, fucking love yeah this is great i fucking love this movie um so the royal warriors has uh she teams up with 
um, Michael Wong and Hiroyuki Sonata, who we've seen in a lot of movies, including John Wick 4 recently. Oh, yeah, totally. He's young in this movie. Uh, He's like a Japanese ex-cop on a plane. Her, she happens to be on a flight, and then there's like the guy who is, the third guy, Michael Wong, is like the security guy on the plane. They end up together stopping this like terrorist, uh, you know, these terrorists that try to take over the flight. Yeah. And so they kind of become friends, and then uh, the terrorists try to get revenge on them, and then it goes from there. Uh, really awesome movie, too. So definitely you got to check that one out. Okay. It, the, it's a bit more serious. Like, yes, Madam has a lot more of that sort of Jackie he- Chan-style humor yeah, in it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Royal Warriors doesn't really have a lot of funny stuff. It's pretty, mostly pretty serious. and like, But yeah, the action set pieces are incredible in, in Royal Warriors. Really? But yeah, so interesting, Yes, Madam first... And this is Michelle Yeoh's first like starring role. So as you know, as going back, and this is the first. This is her first starring role. She was in a couple movies with small parts before this, and she did a commercial with Jackie Chan for like watches before oh. this. Because <laughs> she is so badass in this. Yeah, she's awesome. And like Chan, you know, she's doing most of her own stunts and stuff like that, right. which is how she kind of made a name for herself in these early movies. Um, yeah, so we get that classic kung fu, that classic uh, Hong Kong action stuff in this. Not just hand-to-hand, but we get some shootout stuff and car chase stuff as well. But uh, Yeah, you get a little bit of everything, really. And yeah. you get some of that, a little bit of the acrobatic stuff at the end. Yeah, I mean, the final set piece is insane, which we'll get to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but you, get all, you also get the humor, which is fun, too. Because like, like I said, Royal Warriors doesn't really have that. Yeah. Which was which is fine, which was totally fine. I didn't feel like I was missing it or anything, but it is a nice touch. Like I always enjoy the Chan movies too, right? When we do those, like he's got that goofy humor in his. Oh movies. yeah, but it's also like a Sammo Hung. Yeah, this like, is produced by Sammo Hung. Yeah, right? so, so makes, he's got that goofyness yeah. too, right? He shows up in that one scene where he's like an old guy in yeah, this movie for some reason. Yeah, he's like the old reason. master who's addicted to turkey, yeah. greasy <laughs> they food, bring him mo- meat. <laughs> <laughs> the hidden meat. That's the thing. Like that. Okay, that scene. Okay, so they're in a hospital or seniors' home or something, and you're led to believe they're gonna like uh, sexually assault this woman, right? That's mm-hmm. what you think. But no, they're just trying to like tie they're her up to, to get the turkey. Get the turkey tray. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh man, it's funny. <laughs> I just thought that was a weird scene too. Like. Those guys don't come back in the no, movie they, or anything. Like they, they don't add anything. <laughs> no, just a funny scene. It's just a funny scene. Um, but so yeah, in this case, you know, Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh are playing it pretty straight. Yeah. So the comedy comes from our three thief or our two thieves and our forgery expert, <laughs> a, a yeah. quote unquote expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the movie, exactly. And those guys are pretty funny. Um, uh, the one guy, the forgery guy, Panadol is played by uh, Shoy Hark, who is actually a director himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he's he directed um, Better Tomorrow Three, and he did uh, he did like the uh, the first three Once Upon a Time in China movies with Jet Li. Oh, uh, okay. He ended up doing like Double Team with Van Damme. Oh, nice. The one with uh, Dennis Rodman, <laughs> and like he did a knockoff with Van Damme and Rob Schneider. Which man, we should do that on the oh, show. Oh man, <laughs> it, it's on my list of movies to watch. Yeah, so he he made a lot of movies, and he was involved with acting and choreography and all kinds of stuff as well in these films. So like Green, oh he did Green Snake as well. So. 
he's got quite a filmography himself, but I thought he was actually quite quite funny in this like as this forgery guy who had the fake guns and grenades and all this stuff yeah he plays a, a really he plays the character perfect like i know the exact character or that character type in other movies yeah and it's just it's played so well and even the goofiness of his fight later on with that hitman or the right hand man yeah yeah where is it the hitman where he's like moving the cages around? Yeah, he's fight, yeah. he's a uh, Dick Way is the is the um, henchman, the number one henchman guy. Yeah, I just I found that it's like a musical chairs. It's very much like a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, right. It's where, got that for sure. Where you he's like running through a window and then he's moving the cage around and then he hops on his bed that goes through another door and yeah. like all this crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit. Um, <laughs> Well, that I mean, like you say, like I think the the Sammo Hung involvement is is where you're getting that same sort of vibes because he was he also produced a lot of those early produced or co-starred in a lot of those early Chan movies too. Yeah, so you get that same sort of sensibility for sure. Uh, but I liked all that stuff. Those guys come to like shake him down because he had sold them like a fake gun <laughs> and and like he's like, well, no one can tell it's fake. Like you could still use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um, and of course all that stuff plays into that final sequence later those fake guns and grenades and stuff like that uh which we'll get into well should we start at the beginning though like yeah i guess we can go back to and lay out a bit of the the plotting and stuff so it starts out um was it michelle yo yeah is that how you say it it starts out with michelle yo in uh what is it a bookstore yeah, well, right. She catches that pervert. <laughs> yeah, she's just hanging out in a bookstore, and you're like, you can tell she's, you know, up to something. She's looking for something, and yeah, you see this pervert come in. Right, does the, tre- the classic trench coat, the trench coat flash, <laughs> yeah. and then she like grabs his dick with a book. I think. Oh, with a <laughs> book. A book on. Oh, it. I see. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so she doesn't have to see it. Yeah. Anyway, so so they're booking this guy. They're in the car. They're leaving, and then passing them is this car that's going to rob this armored vehicle. Yeah, there's a heist about to go down. Yeah, and so then she realizes this, and then, yeah, you get, like, some badass takedown of these guys. Yeah, it's a great sequence to really start the movie off with a bang. Totally. Uh, and it's pretty violent too, considering that's the sort of somewhat Chan-like humor that comes into the movie. Yeah, um, like there's some good squib stuff in this opening scene. Uh, Royal Warriors was actually pretty violent as well. Yeah, you don't get a lot of the squib stuff in this no, movie. No, it's, but a, it's you mostly do, in this opening sequence. But you do you do get some occasionally. Yeah. And um, yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, nice. Like like, we're, we're off to a good start here. Good she, start. Like, she, like, kicks that one dude, like, through the windshield and all yeah. that stuff. Uh, that The armored truck goes fucking rolling. And I don't know. Yeah, it's a good sequence. And uh, does she have a line that's, like, sort of a Dirty Harry line there at the beginning where she comes up to the guy? She has the shotgun. And she's like, I don't know if there's any shells in here or not, but do you want to take the chance or something? So it's kind of like the, yeah. the Dirty Harry line. Yeah. And then she ends up shooting the guy. Yeah, yeah, and there's like blood spray and stuff. Yeah, I was like, exactly. Well, this is pretty serious right off the bat. Now it kind of it tones away. down. Yeah, it tones down. Well, until, now, the, until the end. Yeah, then it cuts to they're back at the office and they're all like cheering. Yeah, she's her. getting like flowers and all this stuff, and right, they're all happy. 
and then there's this joke and, and then there's a, a joke about um she's getting flowers from her old instructor or something it turns out yeah. it's this guy from the uk who we find out has the microfilms trying to make this deal with the right hand henchman mm-hmm. and gets killed yeah, Dick Way is the henchman who, who we saw in Project A. I think he was the pirate in that movie with Jackie Chan that we did. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's awesome in that. Yeah, he was in another uh, Corey Ewan-directed movie called uh, Writing Wrongs that also has Cynthia, Cynthia Rothrock that I watched earlier this year that's also really good. Uh, that one's with Ewan Bio. Uh, so yeah, Corey Ewan directed this movie as well, and he's also another name that has he well he did the Transporter later, right? But he did a bunch of Hong Kong stuff, Legend one and two with Jet Li as well. So like Bodyguard of Beijing, actually he did quite a few Jet Li films. But yeah, um, so he's also a well-known uh, action director and choreographer too. So you get you're getting the great you're getting the great choreography in these movies for sure. Yeah, and so much you know. And we've talked about it before. It just looks so much better than most of the American stuff, at least especially, you know, in the 90s and 2000s when they were doing martial arts stuff. It just didn't look this good because the way they shot it. No. And it's interesting when we did martial law, they had a in the special features, they, they had a thing where they interviewed all the different actors and actresses and they interviewed Cynthia Rothrock. And she talked about how when she started in Hong Kong, um, because of her martial arts background, she, um, all the stunts that she did, um, they respected her and they even like, she would really take the hits mm-hmm. and hold her own yeah, and yeah. gained respect right. from, cause she's like, they do it way different in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. Like they actually land some of the hits right and they hurt yeah and gotta you, look it's gotta look good it's gotta look good <laughs> yeah. right because it's all about looking good it's not like you know america where you don't mm-hmm. they quick cut right so i really got that feeling especially at the end when she's like getting kicked and rolled over the chairs oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that but it's it's interesting because it's like yeah i i really like this hong kong um the the action sequence where they're fighting in the hand-to-hand combat but it's like yeah that comes at a cost (laughs) yeah right and and i'm sure some of the stunt people in this movie got seriously injured there's that dude later that takes that he fall he gets kicked goes off a fucking uh sort of like i don't know mezzanine and then like hits another one with his back and then falls and lands on a bar and then flips onto the ground and shit i know it's like ugh, like it's not a dummy it's a dude that's doing that yeah but yeah so dick way he meets with that guy like you're talking about kills him um but he doesn't get the stuff that he was there to find the microfilm right Uh, those idiot thieves that we're talking about they have they steal that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so they get away with it, but don't even know they have it. Right. Um, sell it to their forger buddy. They don't know until like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't even find it until like near the end, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And they have these funny names. Their names like Aspirin and uh, Strepsil. Strepsil, is, yeah. And then Panadol is the forger guy. I think those are all like pill, like medicine, right? Right. <laughs> They're all pills for some reason. I don't know why that was the thing that they thought would be funny. 
Uh, oh, can you go back for just a sec there? That guy with the fake eyebrows and mustache. This guy, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Okay, that's his name in the movie. I, I, fat Chung. Oh, that's fat. Okay, there he is. Big mustache. It says in Letterboxd, it says Big Mustache slash Mad Dog. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. But I was, okay, so yeah, there's this Mad Dog character that's like the second most important henchman, I guess you'd say. Yeah, but Dick he doesn't Ray. come out until like way at the end. Well, no, you see him earlier in the movie a couple of times, but he doesn't really factor in until till the end. But but as soon as you first see him, I'm like, why does this character have this like ridiculously fake mustache and eyebrows on? <laughs> like, I think it's supposed to like match the triad boss who does that <laughs> laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know, after every sentence he does. <laughs> yeah, he, he does like that classic Hong Kong laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's great. Um, the boss guy, he does a good job for sure. Um, I don't know. Like the the characters are all really funny. I especially think that you know the two thieves. Like there's a definitely like a you know the three stooges kind of thing going on with these oh, thieves totally. and the the forger buddy and stuff. But they try to have like an emotional aspect as well. Like uh, later on, you know, he the forger does get end up getting killed, and like. Aspirin decides he's going on like a, a revenge or sorry Strepsil decides he's going on like a revenge crusade and <laughs> takes all those guns and all that stuff to get his get them back for killing him his only one of his only buddies well yeah because like I guess they always fight uh Aspirin and Aspirin and Strepsil are the two thieves. yeah oh the forger yeah Panadol is the forger yeah guy. so I guess the two of them fight the forger and one of the thieves, and then um, Strepsil is like, I'm out of here, I'm leaving. Yeah. And then they keep it all a secret, like, hey, we'll just, we're, you know, we're not going to worry about it for him because we don't want to upset him, but we're going to play along. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, we get that also that funny sequence when they go to that like pool hall and they're gonna like they get sharked <laughs> by that guy <laughs> and they don't have the money to. There's pay. all these like side things which are hilarious. Yeah. It, and the like, what's also hilarious about that is they go back there with Cynthia Rothrock. Yeah, because and Michelle and Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh, thinking they're they're gonna and they just leave them there. Yeah, they just leave them to get beat up. <laughs> They're all like bruised and shit, because they want them to like be afraid so so that they'll cooperate with their investigation. Yeah. So they're like basically using them as bait and stuff for parts oh, of the movie. Uh, and Cynthia Rothrock is like so violent. Like she's okay. So she's assigned to work the case. We get that great sequence where they go to pick her up in the airport, and there's that guy that's like, oh man, away. I love I love all that sequence at the airport when it. Okay, so the the forger sells the passport of the the UK guy that dies yeah. that gets killed and so it cuts to the airport and this sketchy dude yeah trying to use it cuz he's trying to he's use it. it yeah <laughs> and it honestly it reminded me of like um like of like terminator or like uh like even like the fifth element where um, they're trying to get on the cruise ship. The, oh, yeah. The, I don't know what the aliens are called in The Fifth Element. Yeah, I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but yeah. But but they're like, they have the skin of a human. Right, yeah, and they look... <laughs> so yeah. it's like, this guy looks sketchy as hell. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, right. he's all sweaty and <laughs> and then so he gets he looks messy basically. Yeah. So he gets through, and also you're supposed to understand that, like after this fight sequence and all this, he says, "Oh, I had a bunch of warrants out, so I was gonna flee the country." Because yeah. I didn't want to do time for like three years or something like that. Um, which I'm like, okay, wow, okay. So I I guess that's what you do. You <laughs> yeah. just flee the country. But anyway, so he gets past the customs or the security. And then immediately is questioned like, hey, let me see your passport. And then... The fight ensues. The fight breaks out, yeah, and it's a cool fight. And he's like, he's he's pretty good. He's like, he's pretty good. He's kicking cops through the windows and all that shit. Yeah, um, and he manages to like kind of break away from them uh, into the normal like the rest of the airport. He's about to make it out the door, but then a big crowd comes in, so he has to like reverse directions and right. stuff. Uh, but then, of course, Cynthia Rothrock is arriving, and they were there to pick her up. Right. Because she's joining the investigation from, I think they say Scotland or something is where she's from. Or yeah. Scotland Yard, they say. Scotland Yard. So she's coming so from England. So he grabs her as a hostage because yeah. he thinks. He thinks, oh, this is just some lady. Just some white woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, she kicks his ass. She's flipping off the walls and shit. I know. <laughs> she, so she does this move that I'm assuming, well, I know, is very difficult and not very many people can do. That's why they highlight it like twice in the movie. Yeah, right. Where she does this kick behind. Yeah, it's like a scorpion kick, yeah. they call it. Where you kick like over over your body, kind of like over and, your head. And, and you kick hit with the, the heel. Yeah. yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Yeah, she does it later to Dick Way too in the final set yeah. piece. Yeah, um, And then you have this exchange of, uh, they call her a rude white girl or rude <laughs> yeah well so her and michelle yo are kind of like combative with yeah, each other exactly throughout the movie like kind of resenting each other's approaches and cynthia rothrog is always like she's like she's on the verge of like beating the shit out of every like witness she wants and- to beat the shit out of everyone <laughs> like there are no rules yeah and you it's funny that they present it that way and then meanwhile like michelle yo's like no like we have to we have to follow established like law here and blah you know like <laughs> This is not how you go about this case. And I like that. I like the the role reversal. Yeah. That it's just like, yeah, here's this like UK broad. She's like a brute. Yeah. Coming in <laughs> and just, there are no laws in the UK. They just beat the shit yeah, out of people. over there. Yeah. <laughs> they're civilized in Hong Kong. They might drink tea, but they're yeah. fine. <laughs> they just beat up their witnesses. Because, <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's starts kicking and punching guys in the in the in, you know in the uh interview in the, rooms yeah, and stuff yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i love that but it it's like i like how they're kind of combative at the beginning they like don't trust each other they don't really want to work with each other um it's like classic beginning yeah of a buddy cop right movie right don't and, get along rub each other the wrong way yeah and then by the end you know they're and, thick and, as thieves and then you get that trope later on where they hand in their badge yeah, together right? together and then uh michelle yo is leaving and looks at her mm-hmm. and is like nods her head like mm-hmm. get in the car yeah and it's like yes <laughs> they're a team <laughs> they're together they're together yes yeah 
uh yeah you get that stuff for sure it's and it's definitely playing off those classic buddy cop uh but this is only 86 so it's it's or 85 it's 85 85 so it's actually pretty early on that's what i mean talking about buddy cop uh dynamics uh you know the buddy cop thing goes back to the mid 70s i guess but it, it was very sort of I don't know, in its early stages still in terms of what we think of as the solidified 80s buddy cop sort of formula. Um, But they, yeah, they definitely nail that stuff in this. Um, I think... uh, I think I could have used a little bit more of the two of them, though, because we do spend a lot of time with the goofy characters in this. Yeah. I would have liked a little bit more uh, focus on those two. Mm -hmm. Um, Because also this movie kicked off what they called the girls with guns sort of subgenre in Hong Kong. Oh, okay. Where they did a whole bunch of these. Like I said, that this became a series in the line of duty, which they made five of those. Um, Michelle Yeoh is only in those, those first two. And then it's a different actress in the other ones, but yeah, I love that. It's the two women. Yeah. Like it's, it's something a bit different too. Yeah. And I think it was for Hong Kong at the time as well. Um, it's and something different like today even, even today you don't see it too often like, no you don't see that uh, most of the time buddy cop things are a guy and a guy maybe sometimes you get a guy and a girl but two girls not too frequent no I'm the, off the top of my head I can only think of the heat with uh, <laughs> what's her face uh, Melissa um, damn it what's her name Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock the heat did you ever watch that no that was actually pretty funny. I actually enjoyed that one. Uh, one of the one of the only a few Melissa McCarthy movies that are actually funny because you know she pumps out a shitty movie like every, every few months. But yeah, well, you just got to keep them going. Just keep them going. Got to get paid. Um, but yeah, it's not something we see often enough, and I think it's I don't get really why any, like you could totally make a movie like that right now, and it would be pretty awesome. It is kind of weird that we can watch a movie like this that's from the mid '80s. But you're not going to see some badass women. Like, yeah, sure, you have superheroes, right? Yeah, yeah they're superheroes. But they're fucking superheroes. Yeah, anyone right? can be a superhero because it's just all effects. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, these two leads, they are legit badasses. Exactly. They, they legit are throwing down. They're doing stunts. Yeah. They're, doing, they're really doing the martial arts. Like, you know, it's not a... F- I just don't understand, like, uh, you know, I get you have... um. Tom Cruise, he does all his own stunts. You have Keanu Reeves. He yeah, does but that's, his, there's only a couple like, of those guys doing that. There's stuff. only a couple of them. Yeah. But like Hollywood is all about uh, imitating and copying everything that's successful. Mm-hmm. More and more now so right? than ever. So you would think, okay, Mission Impossible movies, super successful. Yeah. Uh, John Wick. Mm-hmm. Super successful. I mean, nobody is six, was successful, and it was kind of similar to John yeah, Wick, yeah. right? But I just don't they did, understand. They did Atomic Blonde with with Charlize Theron. She's one of the few I feel like can can lead an action movie like that, and people will take her seriously. Um, and like, I don't know the details of Atomic Blonde, how much of the stunts she did. Oh yeah, no. Herself. But just but she she feels credible because she's established herself as an action movie yes. star. Yes, I so understand. So like you know we know we know that Schwarzenegger and and Stallone and Bruce Willis and these people they weren't doing their most of their own stunts. 
but we still bought into what they were doing. No, right? but that's different. Yeah, that's like a different kind of action. That, yeah, that's a a big guy with big gun. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I just, I guess I'm just like failing to understand why we don't see someone that is not like jacked up, but like someone that is smaller that well there's just no reason right more... like someone couldn't learn jujitsu or judo like keanu reeves trained trained hours and hours a day to do that stuff so that it's credible on screen there's no reason you can't do that with other people yeah but they don't do it no they don't <laughs> they do like the only reason keanu reeves can do that is because he's keanu reeves <laughs> yeah right like that's it like if all of a sudden um Ryan Reynolds wanted to do all of that stuff and do all his own stunts. He could, mm-hmm. and he would probably have a successful movie, Yeah, but it's because he's Ryan Reynolds. That's why he can do it. Right. There's, there's no producer or studio that's like, you know what? I'm going to take Sign Natalie Portman. Some like, <laughs> no, no, I'm going to take some like badass martial artist. Oh, who already, yeah. Who's already right. Mm-hmm. Not an MMA guy. Right. Or, or no, woman. no, that has not turned out well. No, they've done that. So. It, it's never turned out well. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe. No, only in reverse when you got a guy like Tom Hardy who does MMA stuff like after <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> right. Or um, Zuckerberg. Right. He's oh all, yeah. He's all our he's, star. He's, <laughs> he's, we should be doing a Zuckerberg film. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah. Like a blood a judo blood sport <laughs> with Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely not watch that. <laughs> Zucker blood. <laughs> Zucker blood. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, face, face break. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. We'll workshop it. We'll, we'll workshop it. I'm sure we can get a script going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, like, I don't know. And I, and I think it goes back to the the studios don't want to take a risk on things. It's all about IPs, no, what they right. own. It's no risk. It's, you know, why risk? The risk reward is not there. Instead, they'll do these fucking straight to streaming bullshit like yeah. crap. Yeah, that's even faker than ever before kind of feeling. I mean, like what? Like Canon and stuff like that. Like those types of studios don't exist anymore. No, we don't have any Canons, Vestron Videos, Carol Co. All these, uh, you know, all these production companies. But even like it was Hong such Kong, a diverse time of movies that we were getting, and we just didn't know how good we had it. But like all, okay, so all of these like Hong Kong action movies. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not that familiar with Hong Kong action movies. Like no, we've now done, we've done a bunch on the show. Yeah, I know. But like now in like what the film industry is like there and all that stuff. You're right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this shit exists. It's still happening. Uh, it does to a degree. Not not like it did in the 80s and 90s. I mean, we watch um, South Korean uh, movies yeah, that I'm really, like, yeah. I'm like shocked by. I'm like, holy that's shit. Sort of, that's sort of one of the exciting spots for us right now to, to find or Indonesian cool movies. Stuff. Yeah. Indonesian. So there's, there's still people doing cool stuff. Um, yeah, but those, and gotta, like those people, those people in those movies are legit A lot martial artists. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Not but always. I guess there's not but a fucking had, appetite. We for had that. like the K-pop singer in that last movie though. And like he was 
he yeah. was badass. He was badass. Yeah. He was he was an actor. Is <laughs> <laughs> what he was. But I guess there's no appetite for that because like I you know, like I talk to people about um the night comes for us. One, it's gory and I get it. That turns people off. Yeah, it's too much for some people. It's too much. You know, people are want to throw up after but they, they could watch but they it. could watch and enjoy something like this because it has a little bit of everything and it's got humor and everything no it's, it's not, got subtitles it's got subtitles they're not going to watch it <laughs> right. i kid you not i've had conversations with people like oh is that a subtitle movie i'm not going to watch it <laughs> like you know what i've been where you've been man <laughs> let me tell you okay i've been where you've been <laughs> you gotta be a witness testimonial you need to get to read in okay <laughs> It's worth it, even when the subtitles are this bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> and you have they're to pretty figure bad. out what they're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. I don't read books. I read subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, man, yeah, talking about Cynthia Rothrock, just go back to Cynthia Rothrock for a second. I think this is her, I think this is her first uh, Hong Kong movie, or one of the first. And she, when she came in, like, like you're saying, um, they were actually looking for a male star, and the this the team of martial artists whoever had like uh whoever was kind of organized the organization they belonged to they brought over some of their women as well to demonstrate their martial arts and they were very impressed with cynthia rothrock and they were like oh let's fucking put her in a movie yeah and yeah this is her first film yeah and it and it worked out right like obviously she's dubbed over in this because she's speaking cantonese i don't think that's her actually no, speaking I, it. yeah um, okay, but this is her first film, and she's basically the co-star. Yeah, she's like the co-lead, basically, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, her and Michelle Yeoh are kind of equal footing. Because she's right? like just as badass. And and this is but but this was like this is a chance because you got her as a co-lead and you got Michelle Yeoh and this is her first starring role too. Like, yeah. So and then of course it was a it was a big success and. Uh, and okay, that same year she did Twenty Four Hours to Midnight. Oh yeah, I never seen it. No, I haven't. I don't think I know that one. Oh, who Cynthia Rothrock? Or yeah, okay. Oh, that's an American one, maybe. From the looks of it, or no? Yeah, I yeah. think it's an American one. Yeah, and like so, she went on. You know, she did a handful of Hong Kong movies, and then of course she went on to have a, the straight to video, uh, Amer- a lot of American films. Uh, you know, we did Martial Law one and two, but she had a whole bunch of movies that she did. In the in the late eighties through the or not not late eighties sorry uh, yeah yeah late eighties through the nineties and stuff and I mean she's still going she still has a career she's still doing stuff but yeah she's um, still badass yeah oh yeah she's in uh, Millionaires Express right, she has yeah. a short scene in that she oh yeah Magic Crystal I watched that not that long ago that's yeah, a fucking, I gotta see both of those that's still. a weird movie yeah isn't that kind of like an Indiana Jones style thing Magic Crystal or yeah something? but it's really weird it. I actually really liked it because yeah. it's just so fucking out there. <laughs> yeah, I like that kind of thing too. Um, I gotta check that one out still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like here they are, they're kicking off their career with this movie, basically both of them, and this, that's awesome to think about. And now you think where how far Michelle Yeoh has come. Oh yeah, I uh, know. And her career went through some strange sort of paths where, you know, she did these Hong Kong movies. She ended up uh, marrying one of the guys that worked for this production company that made these movie, these first couple movies. Oh, okay. Um, and so she retired from acting. She only did a few movies and then she quit and then ended up getting divorced from him in early nineties, came back, did, did uh, police story three with Jackie Chan, super cop, which we really need to do that one. Cause that is the best police story in my money for my money. So yet. we've done one. 
Yeah, we just did the first one. So we got to do two. We got to do two and three. And, <laughs> and three. There's four. And there's a bunch of them. But anyway, uh, and that one's awesome. And that was her resurgence. She came back and did that. And then she was in like a Bond, that Bond movie with Pierce Brosnan. And so it was, it's an interesting career arc for her all the way up till now with, you know, everything everywhere all at once where we see her win an Oscar and stuff. It's it's a crazy journey she went on. That's definitely a crazy journey. But she's Malaysian. And so when she did these movies, she had to learn to speak Cantonese and sometimes Mandarin and stuff, too, for certain roles. Um, she didn't speak it like she had to learn the fucking language to do these movies. <laughs> like that's crazy to think about too. The amount of work she put into it. Yeah. Um, and oh. she would train for like eight hours a day to fucking pull off these martial arts and like maneuvers and stuff. Like, I mean, I, I actually was looking to see in some of the sequences. Is it her? Yeah, it's her. And I, I mean, I think, at there's, one a, I point, think there's some stunts where at one might point I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. But it was like a stunt, like she was yeah. going through a table. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which I understand. She's in memoirs from a geisha. Yeah, she ended up doing a bunch of serious dramatic work. Man, right? like I seen that movie. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that it was not your cup okay. of tea. Okay. Now you're probably thinking, why the fuck would I ever watch? I'm thinking like your wife that? made you watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, I went to the fucking theater, <laughs> and my wife picked it. And oh my god, it's like five hours. Okay, and this is like in <laughs> is two thousand hours. No, it's like three hours. <laughs> but this is in like two thousand five when you know we don't have five hour films. <laughs> but holy shit, I'm sorry, it's just not my was thing. That Ang, was, was that Ang Lee that did that? I can't remember. I don't know. Fuck. I never actually watched it. Um, Why? Why would you? <laughs> like, I, I dip my toes in uh, various various genres why why would you watch it though like i don't i would like to know <laughs> why would you watch it didn't it win a bunch of awards it and did stuff? but i just want to know <laughs> who the fuck is watching this <laughs> your wife like i get it like people like it but like i didn't I don't even know. at least have like lush costuming and the, sets yes and, and, it, like and it won in a wa an oscar and a waskar and a, a waskar won an Oscar for costume design, okay. which I agree. Yeah. Great costume design, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just boring. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. I just, she didn't kick anybody in the face in no, that movie, I'm betting. No, exactly. She didn't do any scorpion kicks. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Crouching Tiger and stuff uh, was a big deal and all that too. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I just feel so happy for her that she, you know, has such a great career uh and and doesn't matter like if you want to watch you know you've got a little bit of anything you want to watch from her you want to watch her kick ass you can watch these early hong yeah. kong flicks you want to watch something more artful you can watch memories of a geisha yeah i memoirs, mean sh I should say. she's fantastic and honestly watching her and everything everywhere all at once it's kind of like i feel like she doesn't didn't really like miss a step at all like she didn't yeah. Like I want to see her kick some ass like now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah. let's bring on what, what's the next movie? Let's go. <laughs> oh man. She's got 10 movies in the works. She's in avatar. Oh yeah. Uh, she was in, um, she was in that star Trek discovery series as well. Like, so she's been, right. she's been all over. She's all over. Um, let's get into talking about that last set piece. Because yes. it's crazy, and apparently took thirty days to shoot just that that part of the movie. Oh man! <laughs> uh, they quit. 
they put their they hand in their badges because their boss you know it's getting we're getting those typical uh you guys are not doing this the right way kind of yeah <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah yeah i, I, told I like you, you're that you're off the case you're off the case <laughs> i'm taking the case on I didn't understand why Cynthia Rothrock put her gun down. Yeah, I was like, wait, she doesn't work for you. Yeah, I, exactly. But maybe it was like a, you only have the permission to carry a gun in the oh, country right. so long as, you know, you're under the... Well, who needs guns? Right. Well, they, they hand in their guns and they... Uh, and then they kick some ass. They go to kick some ass. Of course, in the meantime, uh, Strepsil has shown up with his... <laughs> His fake guns Straps and, and grenade. He thinks he's grabbed all these weapons from uh, Panadol's house. Yeah. And he comes because he's so mad. And they and they have uh, Aspirin as a hostage and stuff. And he's like, give me back my friend. And they, they start trying to like rush him. And he goes to shoot them. And, of course, the guns are, the the guns guns are don't work. phony. They don't work. The grenade is fake and all that stuff. Uh, and he's, you know, he's about to get fucking his ass handed to him and of course then Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh show up just in time now I love this sequence because um, because of the set yeah the yeah. set it's is cool so house. Yeah. elaborate with the water and yeah you got the water features the staircase yeah. in the center these different levels like and like the first time I watched this it was uh, when they showed up at the end it's like this place is going to get fucking destroyed. <laughs> People are going to go through glass yeah. like crazy. And I'm so excited for it. <laughs> like, it's awesome. And I do want to say the one, like, it's so impressive uh, when M Michelle Yeoh is up on the banister. Yeah. And she, like... She like reaches and kicks. Or she's something. like she's like hanging and she she crashes through the glass like backwards, like hanging upside yeah. down, and grabs the legs of the two dudes that are there, and then she swings back out and like flips them over the banister rail, which looks fucking yeah, it cool looks as hell. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and how it was cut together, mm -hmm. it it's amazing. Um, and of course, like. Cynthia Rothrock, she's like jumping off the fucking walls and fighting with the uh, staff and stuff, sending guys through plate glass and yeah, a lot of good shit going on. And you do get that that little bit where um, Dick, yeah, yeah, Dick, uh, he, he like punches her or hits her, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't didn't mean to do that." Yeah, and then she kicks and him then she the kicks him in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, I did mean, I to, did do mean to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then Michelle Yeoh is taking some hits upstairs oh, yeah. fighting that guy. Like, he's trying to slash her with that knife, and, like, she goes through those tables. Mad and dog. She's just, she, he throws her into the fucking wall. Doesn't Cynthia Rothrock get, like, thrown into a fucking column at one point and kind of, like, bounces off it? Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe that was, that was stunt people doing that stuff or whatever, but, like, it looks fucking brutal in the movie. It looks brutal. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's actually Cynthia Rothrock. It looks like it was. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I got to make a name for myself here. <laughs> yeah. Getting all beat up. Um, but yeah, the, the fight is awesome. Uh, and then, you know, you get that frustrating sort of ending part where the bad guy looks like he's going to win because the law all yeah. arrive and they arrest Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock cause they were not supposed to do this. And, uh, and he's like doing his laugh. His oh man. I love it. I love it. He says, I just like to laugh. To yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He says, I like to laugh. I'm just so happy. I love laughing. 
And he's like, he says something about how you can tell because the bad guys are going to jail and me, the good guy, I'm going to be free. <laughs> and then the fucking end of the movie is fucking Strepsil pulls out a gun and just shoots him. Yeah. And that's like the fucking end. Like, I imagine he goes to jail after that. He just guns the guy down. And well, then it's like fade to credits where we see like the, you know, footage from the earlier scenes. But that's because uh, he finds out as they're getting arrested that the forger was killed. Yeah. yeah. He didn't he tells, know. He tells him. Then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, right. It's actually Aspirin who does the shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Because he tells him that, yeah, he died. Uh, but yeah, in the back in the fight. Uh, is it Michelle Yeoh that does the massive drop kick to Dick Way? She jumps off the top of that staircase, like landing platform, and he's like standing over Cynthia Rothrock, like midway down the stairs, and he's about to like kill her. And she like fuck does a fucking missile drop kick, like all the way down the stairs into his chest, and it just looks like insane. And he like he flies backwards and lands like on the back of his head and neck and shoulders, like almost flipped over on the ground, like yeah. below. It looks fucking awesome. <laughs> it does look awesome. It, it's just so imp- and and that's the thing. It's so impressive because it's real. These people are getting <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, whether it's the actors or a stunt person, or a stunt like person. somebody's Someone's somebody's doing this up. shit for real. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a dummy, um, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> I just remember that scene earlier when Panadol is trying to escape from that guy, and he like falls down the. Falls down the buildings and he's oh, got like yeah. all the wires wrapped around his neck. And he's like and getting stuff. choked. Yeah, and she just like, he's like, "Come on, save me!" And she's like, "Yeah, you're pretty much on the ground." And he's like choking. <laughs> <laughs> then she just shoots the cord. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's lots of fun stuff in this one. Uh, I was curious how you felt about the pacing in this one because it does slow down at parts for sure. I thought it does slow down, but I actually quite enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. I gave pacing. I think it was a six. Yeah, that's pretty good for you. That's Which high. is pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, okay, especially like the 80s, you're not going to get nonstop action. So it's like... Okay, well, you got you to gotta go watch Royal Warriors now because I think the pacing is better on Royal Warriors. Real, really? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think you're, yeah, you're going to like that one when you get to it. Okay. Um, I'll definitely have to check that out. Well, should we get to the ratings? Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, I'm going to go first. So I gave plot six. Action kills, I gave 10. Wow, 10, eh? Yep. Full 10. Yep. To me, uh, I thought about it after. I mean, at the end, I was just like, man, I fucking love this movie. It, it, like, I don't know what more you really need <laughs> yeah. in action. Like, the action is there. It's it's all it's really all good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um Great choreography, everything. So I have nothing to complain about. Uh, pacing six, uh, quotes and tropes five. I could probably give quotes and tropes a little higher. I gave it the same um, because it it does kind of play on. There's some like, good trope stuff, like the buddy cop stuff mm. and and whatnot. My personal reaction though, nine. Wow, you love this one. Eh? I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, like I'm definitely gonna tell everyone. That is like, why are you telling me this? Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed you it. You should watch Yes, Madam. And they're like, the what fuck, is that, a British comedy is, or something? Yeah. <laughs> In the 70s? Uh, yeah. So you're going to have to read. And they're like, whoa, I'm out. 
so overall, my score is 7.2. Nice. All right. Well, I, uh, I gave plot a 7. Uh, I gave action kills nine. You know, I probably would have ended up giving this a ten too, except I watched that Royal Warriors first, and I really do feel like the action was actually better mm-hmm. in that one. Uh, six for pacing, so same as you. Five quotes and tropes, five. I, I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm being a little stingy there. I'm being a little stingy on that. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna change it to an eight. So my overall score ends up being a seven. Okay, awesome. So that's an overall score, a seven point one. So let's see where that ends up. That is a tie at number 55, Kung Fu Hustle. Nice. The Driver, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Fist of Legend. Oh, wow. And Snowpiercer. Well, those are all fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I got to think about this now here. Give Give me the rundown one more time. All right. So we got Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. The Driver. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Fist of Legend, and Snowpiercer. You know how I know babies taste really good? (laughs) You've seen Snowpiercer. (laughs) Uh, This is actually a tough one for me, and I think we're going to disagree on this placement here, but I would say um, after Fist of Legend, before Snowpiercer. Uh, Fist of Legend I have a particular fondness for. It's like my favorite Jet Li movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the fights are just like bonkers in that movie. Um, I could totally see why someone would argue this is better. I could see you going ahead of Die Hard with a Vengeance, but that's also just like that one is pure nostalgia for me. I, I would have mm-hmm. a hard time putting mm-hmm. ahead of that. Um, I, I'm gonna, my placement is ahead of all these. Wow. Okay. You yeah. really do like this yeah. one a lot. I really Kung Fu enjoy Hustle, it. even, eh? Kung Fu Hustle. That I, movie's so fun. I, it is fun. It is fun. But like, this, when I think of um, Hong Kong 80s, like this is one of those movies, yeah. action movies. So um, I think we got to split the difference then, and it goes ahead of Die Hard with a Vengeance. Is that how that would go? Yeah, so you'd put it. I'd put there. it there, and you'd put it ahead. So then. I think it would go yeah, ahead of Die so, Hard with a Vengeance. So it'd go in between The Driver and Die Hard with a Vengeance. So yeah. new number 57. I can live with that. Okay. It is a great It is a great movie. It's super entertaining. Like, uh, I think I did do it a bit of a disservice. I should have watched it first. Like I say, like that Royal Warriors, I was just really taken with. Yeah. Um, but but this is entertaining, like all across. You get You got really f- good funny stuff. The fight scenes are all fucking awesome. Like, there's no complaints to be had with any of those. I think it gets a little bogged down at times with some of the weird the plot stuff, but overall, it's great time. Yeah, but it's like, um, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, uh, Jackie Chan has like a special place mm-hmm. in my heart. Yeah, and it's just I love the Jackie Chan style with the comedy and and the physical comedy, right? Not that this has physical comedy, but this is like one of those movies that is like the closest or one of the closest you can get to a Jackie yeah, Chan style. Yeah, without being style. an actual Chan movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's like in that realm. So to me, it's like kind of like a special place that it's like, Oh, okay. You know, I've watched all the Jackie Chan movies. It's che- yeah, right. You know, it's now. checking the it's checking those boxes. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for so. sure. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm really glad we watched it. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah, and, and it was a long time coming for me, so I'm really glad to finally get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm glad you got to watch it for the first time. Yeah, feel, feels good. Fuck, what have you been doing? Check, check that off my list. Now I just got a whole bunch of other ones to go through. Dude, there's so many martial arts and kung fu I, movies I, I want to check. And, you know, like all the old Shaw Brothers stuff, because we did, we did Five Deadly Venoms way back, and that was a lot of fun. And there's so yeah. many of those types of movies I want to check out still. So I know, and you still got, like, Dead Fetus 9. Yeah, I got to watch Dead Fetus 9. The Resurrection <laughs> of the Babysitter's <laughs> Aborted fetus the, the, res, yeah, the resurrection of the zygote i think they call <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for listening um you can check us out on instagram you can talk to dustin um at action action podcast you can also become a patreon on um on our site at action action and you know make us pick a movie Oh, oh hey, wow. let's do a shout out to oh. uh, Tapes of Fate, one of our followers there on Instagram. He's a cool guy. He's been leaving messages and he's enjoys enjoys the show a lot. So I've been I've been checking out his YouTube videos as well. So. He's a real cool guy. He's a cool guy. Check he's out cool his guy. Uh, check out his Instagram, Tapes of Fate. All right, awesome. Um, I'll take your word for it because I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, we should definitely you should definitely do that. And you know what? Check out all the other uh, podcasts on BFOP Network. And if you want to check out our list, our ever-growing list, uh, it's on Letterboxd at Action Action. And we'll see you next week. Let's go, guys.